0: Thanks for distracting me from the banality of evil.
1: Like they're Alex Trebek.
0: Figure it out.
1: You gotta have a pre meeting, Sansa Stark.
0: Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that means what it says. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Amy Schneider. We're here. We are. We're queer.
1: (laughs) That's true. We're
0: recording a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't get used to it.
0: (laughs) Listen, I laid out an extremely good plan in a spreadsheet. Have you even read it?
1: I I think I looked at it. You are (laughs)
0: not even... Listen, I realize I'm unemployed, but I barely tried
1: (laughs) to be fair (laughs) it was my idea for today's episode so it
0: was you tricked me i
1: did trick you You
0: tricked me a lot (laughs) because okay all right cousins hello by the way you're here as well yeah and we're excited that gosh you're still here yeah (laughs) well i think the first order of business remind me to talk about the tricking okay but i think I'm like knocking on wood here. Mm-hmm. I feel like the year of tumult, or, you know, the 18 months of tumult, <laughs> how, you know, wherever we start measuring the tumult
1: from. <laughs> right. Historians I, differ. Yeah.
0: I feel it's like how nobody can decide what to call our generation. Right. Are we Zennials? Are we
1: I the know. Oregon
0: Trail generation? Well,
1: because somebody was asking who, uh, what's the. I forget how they phrased it, but what's, the, oh, what's the holiday musical for, like, angsty queer millennials, or the holiday movie?
0: I was like, that's a very specific, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, ho- it would be a musical.
1: Right, the holiday movie for queer millennials, and I said, I think it's a nightmare before Christmas, but only because I assume millennials have the exact same taste as my generation. Which,
0: oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking about our generation, because I don't see millennials. Like
1: <laughs> right. Well, I know, and that's I like I should
0: that's- put that on my resume. I have millennial blindness. <laughs> I just don't see them or their emails.
1: Yeah, because I was typing out that sentence, and I was like, millennials had the same taste as, and I was just like, my generation. Cause no,
0: no, you're just old now.
1: Well, I understand. <laughs> Gen Xers are old. They still get a generation.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but they had it to begin. Like, we didn't get our, we got our generation late.
1: I mean, I saw a proposal. We're like
0: the girl who doesn't start menstruating until she's like 16. <laughs> Sorry, I think I'm getting my other podcast in this podcast.
1: (laughs) Stop getting your chocolate on our peanut butter. Um, (laughs) I did, somebody a while back had a thing that said we ought to be called the Oregon Trail Generation. And I think that's a good name. It's just it hasn't you know, it doesn't it's matter. Good.
0: That's not how you name. Like, you can't name a generation after something. You have to understand the context. You know what I mean? Uh, like, but you have to like explain. We're, all, the we're very on trail.
1: No, you don't have to explain generation it. Generation
0: X is just like, ugh, reality bites like the movie. <laughs> but I guess, but like, like, you just know that instinctively <laughs> from the name. We'll save this for our amateur sociology podcast. <laughs> generation In. <laughs>
1: generation shrug emoji
0: <laughs> god damn it I was also going to say that whenever a millennial is talking I can't hear what they say all I hear is the old NES Super Mario Brothers music do 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 it's like Homer, but like updated. You know,
1: right for a fresh modern generation.
0: Quiet, you. I'm just kidding. If you're quiet, this is going to be a really boring podcast.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Would really throw
1: off the dynamic.
0: Okay, you tricked me. I tricked you. That's what we were trying to get back to. I
1: didn't feel like I was tricking you exactly. I very
0: much felt tricked. Amy texts me. She's like, Oh, hey. Let's try this out. Let's do this thing. You know, it's it's a manor house. You know, it's this movie called Conspiracy. And I'm thinking it's going to be like a, a Poirot, you know, uh-huh. situation. Kenneth Branagh is involved. Yes. And I'm like, oh, like that'll be, you know, it'll be like a fun, like Gosford Park knockoff. Right. And I was wrong. <laughs> About that assumption. I
1: thought I, like... Nope,
0: you didn't say a thing. I, well, you know... Because I eventually texted you back, and I was like, oh, this one about the final solution?
1: Yeah, so you knew.
0: Well, eventually. (laughs) Well, then I started watching it. I was quite upset. Mm -hmm. So anyway, you tricked me. And now we have tricked these unsuspecting cousins (laughs) into this nonsense.
1: Right. It's, well, I just think it's interesting to decide what the point of this is
0: i hope so yeah because <laughs> that is why we are recording a podcast well about
1: that's it. true yeah
0: i will also say this does not meet our typical mandate which we have kind of thrown out the window right we're like i don't know we don't listen cousins we don't really know what's going on here <laughs> I, well number one amy won't read the spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> number two
1: yeah that holds us back really <laughs> yeah
0: you not reading that spreadsheet is really preventing us from taking action Mm-hmm. anyway we're thinking just sort of like a broad period piece mandate yeah a menstrual mandate that's my other podcast (laughs) right and you know stuff we like yeah yeah yeah. So we're gonna do call the mid. Uh, listen, I'm gonna watch Call the Midwife, mm-hmm. so Amy doesn't have to. <laughs> and I'm gonna we're gonna record a podcast where I tell her what happens. Okay. That's how we're gonna do that. Yeah. Sorry if you wanted an episode by episode recap, but we just can't cry that much. Yeah.
1: It just was. Too, it was just too much. It was
0: just too much. Yeah. And there's not even Jenny Lee for us to be angry at anymore. <laughs> right. Now I mean, we can just be angry that they jumped the fetus. <laughs> Whatever is going on in that show.
1: I mean don't worry, we'll still like diss Jenny Lee somehow. Oh, hell
0: yeah. Well she's still narrating it for no good reason, I think. I don't know. I guess I should watch it. Well, yeah,
1: I guess we <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, anyway, yeah. so I,
1: I think- well and the other you know, as the other thing I said was that there was just a million people we recognize
0: oh my God. in this thing. Everyone is in this movie, yeah. man-wise. Yes, yeah. yes, all this men. Is, this is a straight male mm-hmm. man-fest, so yeah. if you want a different thing, get on out of here. <laughs> That's right. Well, some of them might be gay, IRL.
1: Yeah, it's possible. Some of
0: them were probably gay in this. Yeah. They just don't have time right. to get into it.
1: Right. It's just a two-hour meeting. Okay,
0: let's just start. Let's just start. Let's just start. Okay. So we see servants readying a big house for not a murder mystery, not a romp. <laughs> A conspiracy
1: Dun dun dun
0: All the writing Is in German So I'm like Okay We're in Germany mm-hmm. Cool That makes sense <laughs> and then There's a voiceover Who's not a char- He's not a character He's just a voiceover guy mm-hmm. And he, I
1: think that that's actually The the doctor The What's his name
0: Well literally None of the Babblings have made any crit, sense.
1: Kritzinger. I think that was him doing the voiceover. I think
0: so, because I looked at the IMDb page a lot during this. Oh, I mean, I did too. That's true. it was a totally different person credited who isn't in the movie. Okay. This voiceover man is expositing about Hitler's army sucking in Russia. (laughs) We're all familiar. Yeah. And tells us that 15 officials convene in, is it Vonsi?
1: I think it's Vonsi, yeah. Yeah.
0: I knew it at the time. Right. Because he said it.
1: That's the motto of our podcast. I, I knew, knew it, it at the, the time. time. Yeah.
0: That could be the new name. I'm kidding. We're keeping <laughs> No,
1: yeah, we, yeah. People
0: laugh at the name even when they don't know what it's about. That's right. We agonized about this. And then it was like, why?
1: Yeah. We, we already got, like, that, that's the one thing we don't need to fix.
0: <laughs> okay. So yeah. anyway, he's like, hey, these officials, they met in Vonsi in Berlin. And they met for two hours. Then a plane flies. Oh, boy, a plane. Yeah. It's World War II, everybody. This is
1: the most action we're going to get.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then, hey, there's Stanley Tucci. Yep. Uh, cool.
1: Yep, there he is. He's around.
0: And so, uh, again,
1: I want to say that um, th- two things. One is, the reason I put this on was because, A, I had recently read a World War II history, Um, so that period was, you know, top of mind. I
0: also read a World War II history recently. hmm You're a- not the only one that can read histories,
1: Amy. I never claimed to be. Mm. <laughs> um so <I> love you. <laughs> And then, and then I was just looking for something. I was just, like, scrolling through the HBO app, like, let's watch something I haven't seen before. And so I saw this. And then this first scene, I was like, oh, my God, how many times have we watched something with this exact scene? And it essentially just, it's you know... It's
0: basically the Downton Abbey credit. Yeah,
1: basically. This is
0: also the least upsetting part of the movie.
1: <laughs> it is, Because yeah. you
0: don't know what's going on yet. You're like, perhaps there's, you know, some... Uh, you know Treachery afoot and One of these servants Is a spy and, You know uh, Something not horrible Will happen Spoiler Something <laughs> good is about to happen Yeah It is so upsetting
1: So I mean For starters Somebody drops a bunch of plates Oh they sure do <laughs> Yeah. Stanley Tucci, very much unhappy about that. Um, Okay. Yes.
0: Here is like my biggest beef with this movie, Mm -hmm. which won multiple awards, including a (laughs) Peabody Award, which, come on, (laughs) Peabody's, come on, you're better than this. Nobody in the cast basically does a German accent. Right. And look, I realize like everybody filmed this like on their lunch break, (laughs) something else that HBO was producing (laughs) at the time. Yeah. Because it was in 2001. Mm -hmm. So I think Rome was still on. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. It just started. I think so. And other other things. We'll get to that. Well, right. My point is, come on. And like Stanley Tucci has an American accent. Like he's not even doing a British accent. Right. With all of these British guys. (laughs) How did he get into this movie?
1: he's yeah. like the
0: only American.
1: Uh, yeah, no, it's like the you know I, I feel like the actors talk to the director like what what sort of accent are you looking for? Whatever you feel like, I don't give a fuck. He's
0: like, eh. <laughs> I don't know why Bugs Bunny is the director of this movie. <laughs>
1: I mean, he has a lot of experience in Nazi films. That's
0: true. We had a VHS tape when I was a kid of uh, like a bunch of like the wartime Looney Tunes. Yeah. I can't even enjoy the Looney Tunes anymore, though, because they were racist as fuck. Oh, they sure were. Yeah. Man. Man. I do not. I have racism blindness because it took me for years. Like I would be like, I'd be like, oh, what a maroon, and then I found out that's a slur.
1: I well, I thought he was just mispronouncing moron.
0: Uh, I don't. Well, maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, well,
0: I mean, either way. Yeah, uh, I have chosen not to call people that anymore. Well,
1: I think that's on the side of caution there. Yes, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, not, I don't want to be like I mean, these guys, r- right? I mean, and there's certainly no denying that it was racist plenty of times. Yeah, that we can all. agree Anyway,
0: but what was great about the World War II cartoons was everybody could get on board because they were being racist against the Nazis. Yeah. And we were like, fuck those guys. That's right. Again... This movie that we're talking about is very upsetting.
1: Mm, it is, yes.
0: Oh, and Stanley Tucci tells this woman servant to smile, so uh, I'm already mad at him. <laughs> right. And yeah, uh, so my prediction at this point was that it would be a movie of wandering accents <laughs> and that Kenneth Branagh would chew the scenery a lot. And I was correct about one of those things. Yeah, that's true. Kenneth Branagh turns in a pretty understated performance. I mean... even like Especially uh, right. compared to everybody else.
1: Well, and especially by Kenneth Branagh's own oh, standards. Yeah. Like, like, I feel
0: like he deserves his own scale like Maggie Smith, except for I mean, sucking. <laughs> and like, like, well, I would, it's I mean, not like in honor. You know, my, he should be embarrassed that we're having this conversation. Uh,
1: my note about his performance was that he cannot play a character that isn't on some level just really cheerful. Like, he played Hamlet as cheerful. Like, it's just, it's all he can do.
0: He was having a good time as Hamlet. You know, Kate Winslet was there. Oh, yeah. You'd be cheerful if Kate Winslet was around. I
1: sure would. I
0: would as well. Who wouldn't? I'd draw her like one of my French girls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you and your French girls. I was like,
0: I don't actually know any French people. So,
1: my bad. I know a German girl.
0: Okay, congrats. Yeah. Good job.
1: She's back in Germany now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> story katie holmes
1: <laughs> so we see a bunch of dudes arriving and heil hitlering all over the place and one guy says that there's no silence like this in latvia
0: there's which... no silence like latvia <laughs> okay sorry sweeney todd you don't scan <laughs> For Latvia.
1: Yeah. um, If you
0: were, okay, at this point, if you were playing a (laughs) Heil Hitler drinking game, you would already be hospitalized for alcohol poisoning. (laughs) And we're like five minutes in here. Yeah, at best. This is not, they just won't stop saying it. They
1: won't. They love it. They mentioned that, you know, General Heydrich is coming and everybody goes for a drink. And then uh, one of them is signed in like a guest book. And Stanley Tucci pulls the page out and tells a servant to get rid of the book and then burns the page. I
0: forgot that this happened. And like when that happened, I thought it was like an important book or like a cool book. It was just a guest book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which also like that just seems like a weird thing. Like this isn't like, is that how meetings worked in Nazi Germany? You had a guest book. Well, look, man.
0: They're all at this fancy manor house. Yeah. You know, you want... Whoever is at the next horrible Nazi meeting to know you were there. <laughs> I mean, look at all, he didn't even write his name. Stanley Tucci didn't need to pull that page out. He just wrote Kilroy was here because <laughs> he really liked that Sticks album. <laughs>
1: he wrote IP freely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the dudes are taking refreshment and mm-hmm. talking about the home, which was apparently previously owned by. A Jew.
1: Dun, dun, dun. That's
0: basically how this is played. Yeah,
1: and that's actually not true.
0: Oh, he was, really?
1: Uh, he was the guy that owned it was a uh, pretty early. Oh, right,
0: it's a real place. Yeah.
1: The guy that owned <laughs> I it was. like, was, how do you know? <laughs> Wikipedia. He was a pretty early on, got in on the Nazi Party pretty early on, and then used that to embezzle them out of millions of whatever they used.
0: Rubles. <laughs> Marks.
1: Marks. Reichsmarks? anyway yeah he he stole a lot of money from the nazis and so they confiscated among other things this house
0: okay thank you for that <laughs> historical context while i checked something different
1: well it's just interesting the way that it's so historical and then they just throw in these random like you know things that are just blatantly false and well
0: but i mean that seems like the kind of thing that they would do well you know what i mean yeah yeah these these people were into alternative facts Before that was a thing. That is a and good point. And it is very conducive to their entire worldview and their sense of camaraderie and the Reich from them to be like, oh, it's great that we're stealing things from Jewish people. <laughs> so there's an East and West rivalry of some kind. Yeah. Unclear if it's 90s rap. <laughs> there's a lot of different British accents. Some guy <laughs> gives Stanley Tucci his recommendations. I think this is Kritzinger
1: i think so i
0: I had no clue who anybody's character was at this point right so i did not
1: yeah say anything
0: in the notes so uh good luck everybody (laughs) and i didn't i didn't realize until this point where like you find out that stanley tucci is a colonel of some sort Mm -hmm. that the movie was from 2001 (laughs) because i was like damn stanley tucci looks good And, like, Kenneth Branagh looks so young. And I was like, what? What on? I'm thinking it was made now. Yeah. And it was not at all. It was made 16 years ago.
1: (laughs) By the way, have you seen the sideburns on uh, Kenneth Branagh in the movie coming up?
0: Bizarrely, no. Because I like sideburns and making fun of Kenneth Branagh. Yeah,
1: you need to go look that shit up because it is ridiculous. We should
0: talk about that movie for this podcast. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Now... Keep tuning in, cousins, to see if we follow through on this plan.
1: <laughs> Could go either way.
0: Listen, I feel like as soon as you read that Excel document, we're going to pull out of this nosedive. All right. Listen, I've been recording about the Royal Wii. I mm-hmm. keep browbeating you about WhaleCast. I know. Eventually, you're going to listen.
1: Eventually, I will. I did finally actually buy myself a new soundboard since the other one broke. Well, so. that's.
0: know a move
1: it is it is in a direction it is it is not nothing
0: we will take our (laughs) irritated sniping about why we're not putting out episodes more regularly it's amy we'll do that later sure maybe we'll put that on the patreon <laughs> more hiles please be kind to your livers people oh my god colin Firth. that is exactly what happened i yes. did not know anything about this movie clearly since i didn't know it was about nazis deciding how to murder jewish people mm-hmm. i fl- and i think this also was when i was like oh my god this is like Bridget Jones's diary. Yeah. Peak firth here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, man. Whew. Yeah. Gotta, whew. <laughs> okay. You take the next bullet point, because I gotta calm down.
1: <laughs> so, uh, the guy who plays Pasca in Rome is here m- mingling, and some people are, like, germaning, I don't know, others are not, and, uh... Then, I thought
0: they were. I don't think any of them actually are.
1: Okay. Yeah, I probably not. I thought some of
0: them were german but it might have been the thing where people like pronounce the word in the foreign language yeah, with a perfect German accent and then go back to the normal. Anyway.
1: Like they're Alex Trebek.
0: Yes. Just <laughs> like Alex Trebek.
1: <laughs> and then a guy named Klopfer has arrived and he is also from Rome. He is the newsreader guy.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is upsetting, but also not upsetting because I love the newsreader.
1: That's right. Exactly. Um, So they're all, you know, just speculating about what's going on and all uh, not feeling great about the fact that they have failed to take Moscow.
0: Never get involved in a land war in Asia. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on, guys. (laughs) You're falling down on the 90s rap. You've never watched (laughs) The Princess Bride. (laughs) I can see why the Nazis made so many abhorrent choices. (laughs) So Colin Firth and some guy who I think maybe again is Kritzinger. They talk mm-hmm. about the law and they shit talk the SS. And I love this line. To them, laws are like ice cream, easily melted. Mm-hmm. This is accurate for the historical book, which I read is a very popular one, In the Garden of Beasts by uh, Eric Larson, yes. which mm-hmm. I actually didn't like that much. Yeah, I, I felt the found same. the protagonists to be unlikable. Yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm not feeling real bad for this dude who wants to write his history of the old south well Eric Larson super bought it he was like he wanted to write of a gentler time and I'm like you mean the time (laughs) that was gentle to the people who were brutally oppressing African American (laughs) slaves that gentle time
1: (laughs) A gentler time of mass rape and separating families.
0: But I learned a lot of information about the SS specifically because Mm -hmm. the daughter... If you don't know this book, it's about the American ambassador to Germany in the years basically coinciding with Hitler's election as chancellor. Mm -hmm. And boy, that guy sucked. (laughs) He was not a good ambassador. Sorry if you haven't read the book yet. But (laughs) uh, I don't know if you're aware, World War II happened. (laughs) So, but his daughter, like, dated... Somebody's
1: like, World War what?
0: (laughs) Wait, they made a second one? (laughs) His daughter, Martha, dated Rudolf Diels, who was the original, like, commander of the SS. Mm -hmm. And boy, howdy. (laughs) Woo! You want to talk about political infighting? That shit was crazy. Anyway, so the SS definitely likes to bend laws, even their very reality, Mm -hmm. to fit their brutal ends. Yes. And the guy, it is Chris Singer then, because he is irritated because whatever the meeting is about is supposed to be under his jurisdiction mm-hmm. and his department. There's a guy who's the director of the four-year plan, as he tells literally everybody at every opportunity. Yeah. Like, I feel like if this guy was getting married, he'd be like, I do, and I'm director of the four-year plan. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, and, you know, they yeah. would be like, I now pronounce you husband in four-year plan.
1: Yeah, and he also, they're very, they're like... Not super subtle with the costuming, which they kind of need to be with this many characters just to, like, make things clear. So, like, his is, like, brown and, like, not super well-fitting and looks a little schlubby. And then, like, Christinger is, like, a brighter blue than anybody Mm -hmm. else's. And it's got, like, I think, like a patterned handkerchief or something like that. Yeah, he's
0: very... He looks like a toff.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, a bunch of them are just in their military uniforms. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Klopfer... Who is the only one whose name we've gotten so far, pretty much. He reps the chairman of the thousand-year plan, so take that four-year plan. Yeah. I hate Klopfer, Mm -hmm. but I'm also glad that he's here.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, he represents just a sort of bestial in just a sense of animal. And just like, he doesn't give a shit.
0: He doesn't give a shit. Well, except for the scene where he definitely just took a shit. Um, Right. Which is a real scene. I'm not making a (laughs) joke.
1: That is true. Yes.
0: And, well, we'll get into that because I think there's more to say about that. But I just mean, this movie needs a little bit of comic relief. Yeah. Like, even though... anyway a lot of his jokes are like fart jokes right and they're not killing jews jokes
1: yeah there's a lot of those yeah also
0: but you know he's loud and annoying and you're like oh wow okay yeah you know yeah thanks for distracting me from the banality of evil that's right mr bates arrives yeah he's there Mm -hmm. and he was with another guy and i forget who and the only person missing is hydric is it hydric yeah. Okay. I don't know why I just suddenly got pronunciation anxiety. <laughs> yeah. There's also baby Tom Hiddleston mm-hmm. is playing the telephone operator. And yeah. And this is like so long before anything happened, mm-hmm. way before he dated Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> this is like probably one of his first roles ever. Yeah.
1: And it's just, it's literally like a, you know, one or two lines. I like, don't think
0: he even has a line. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. I
0: think he's just there, you know, looking interested in what's going on <laughs> in his headphones.
1: Right. Right. Uh, so yeah, and then, uh, Kenneth Branagh arrives and, uh, you know, makes his dramatic late entrance. Uh, people are Heil Hitlering and he blessedly tells them that they can all stop it now. <sighs> um, what a relief. And gets everyone to sit down. And so they go around the table. And this is where I realized, like, there are, I think, 15 people at this table.
0: It is because they said that in the exposition.
1: And I recognized 13 of the actors, mm-hmm. which is crazy.
0: I recognized one of the actors even though that was a lie. Like, I was like, I know, and I was like, I've never seen you in anything. Yeah. Anyway. No,
1: actually, that, yeah, same for me.
0: So we start to Heydrich's left. Left. His left. Yeah. So we have Brendan Coyle playing General Mueller. Mueller?
1: Mueller, I I think. Mueller.
0: And he represents the SS Gestapo.
1: Yes. You know him as Brendan Coyle, uh, as Mr. Pates.
0: (laughs) Next is Ian McNeese. Who is Klopfer? Who we've already identified, That's and right. he reps the National Socialist Party. Mm-hmm. So he's like the chair of the DNC, for example. Is my, is my well, understanding? He
1: speaks because the the actual head is Martin Bormann or Borman or Bowman. I oh forgot. right, because he just says he represents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: he's like director of things. Yeah, <laughs> talkings. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a title in the in the Reich. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, director of talkings. Oh,
0: that makes sense. You know those Germans. <laughs> Always with their talkings. (laughs)
1: Sprechensfuhrer.
0: Anyway, so we know that he's the newsreader from Rome. (laughs) Right. Then we have David Threlfall, who plays Kritzinger, who I believe... Is he also a doctor?
1: Yes, he is a doctor. He is
0: the ministerial director of the Reich Chancellery, and he is the one that I recognized but then was wrong about.
1: Well, he's the one that was in Master and Commander, so I did recognize him, Um, Maybe
0: I recognize him from that. I was like very confused because when I looked on IMDb, he's listed as Frank Gallagher in Shameless. Mm. And I was like, that's William H. Macy. And then I remembered there was the British
1: Uh, Shameless. So he plays
0: Frank Gallagher in the British version of Shameless. Yeah.
1: But he plays the Captain Servant Killick in Master and Commander, which is a movie that I love.
0: Is Paul Bettany in that? And he's real hot. Yes. He's a doctor or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) Nicholas Woodson is Hoffman. He is from the Race and Settlement Main Office, and
1: that is Pasca from yes, Rome. Yes,
0: indeed. Ewan Stewart is Lebrant. That's I'm pronouncing that wrong.
1: Sure. It's fine. He's from the
0: (laughs) political office for Eastern Poland, Baltics, and Soviet Union. And like he's saying that and like the next person is just (coughs) like, moving on. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody cares.
1: And you probably recognize him from Titanic and the line, iceberg right ahead.
0: (laughs) Which would be, I think, is it Lightoller?
1: I think, no. No, no, was the less
0: interesting one. Yeah.
1: But anyway, (laughs) that's him. He's that guy. Yeah.
0: Next is Brian Pettifer, who plays Dr. Meyer, state secretary.
1: And he played Honeyfoot in the Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell miniseries. Ah, so he is
0: one I did not recognize. That is correct. For I patently refuse to have anything to do with that Napoleonic twaddle.
1: As is your right.
0: And correct for all people. (laughs) next we have Colin Firth who you know from your dreams I, th- I was literally just gonna say oh that oh my god it's like we're the same person <laughs> so he is Stuttgart mm-hmm. interior ministry yep. which is really not helpful that doesn't really tell you anything about what he actually does. But we will get to that. Yeah. Next is Kevin McNally, who is Luther, and he is the undersecretary to the foreign ministry. Also, his full name is Martin Luther. Yes. Which was hilarious to Yes,
1: me. And actually, the World War II book did mention him in passing and said that he was the namesake Of a rather more influential anti Semite.
0: Oh, I didn't know Martin Luther was anti Semitic.
1: I mean, everybody was back then.
0: Yeah, well, doesn't make it right, Martin Luther. Yeah. No, I mean, that's. Or Martin Luther. Yeah,
1: which is, and it's also just, you know, a thing to remember is that Europe had a history of, like, just occasionally killing a bunch of Jews going back to at least the 14th century.
0: Well, and we should also remember people currently are way more anti Semitic than I think we're aware of. Yeah. Like, I. I didn't really know until all this like Charlottesville shit went down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like, you're aware and then you're not aware. And yeah. then I was talking to one of my friends who's Jewish and she's like, yeah, my family has a bug out plan, you know? Yeah. You're not going to take risks at this. Like, and it just keeps happening. Yeah. And you know, I just, I'm just wrong to think better of people, <laughs> but I mean, and I just, I just don't understand. And again, we'll get more into it. It's like, yeah. I don't know what people's, fucking problem is
1: yeah yeah
0: like people are just people they shouldn't make you nervous yes and uh, anyway
1: yeah we will continue to have this conversation but kevin mcnally is uh actually from downton abbey yes he played horace bryant who was the father of that soldier major that knocked, bryant yeah that knocked up what's her name
0: uh <laughs> ethel
1: yeah that's from the from the
0: whore institute <laughs> right Remember me? <laughs> Ethel? From the Whore Institute? I was one of the whores? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you over my overbite. Ah, <laughs> uh, down to Navi. Yep. People don't talk about it as much anymore. <laughs>
1: How odd. Nor
0: is this podcast as popular as so it once was. I wonder if there's any kind of connection. <laughs> Those
1: was uh, Onion headline years ago that says, Webmaster of uh, official website for Shutter Island is struggling to reverse tra- traffic decline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it worked for Space Jam.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or the Heaven's Gate website. <laughs>
0: Next, we have Jonathan Coy, <laughs> Neumann, director of the Office of the Four-Year Plan. So he's the annoying guy. Yes.
1: And he is uh, Murray.
0: Yes! Yes. Murray! Which,
1: and I did not Sons recognize mustache. him. I didn't yeah. either yeah. until,
0: like, I, saw, I was like, oh, and then you can kind of see it. Yeah,
1: like... But when it's s-
0: like if they shaved the mustache off of old Uncle Moneybags on a Monopoly board.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Next is Barnaby Kay, who plays... Langa, Deputy Commander of SS Task Forces in Latvia.
1: Yes, who you don't actually really know from anything. He did play a character named Noel in Shakespeare in Love, but I don't remember that. So yeah, whatever. you know. Yeah, so I don't count him. Well,
0: now we're not allowed to watch it anymore because of Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, at this point, it's like, try watching a movie that hasn't been produced by a rapist. Right. Anyway. Ne- <laughs> Is he the hot one?
1: Uh, He, uh, Lange? Langa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I arguably, yeah, <laughs> you're
0: the wrong person to ask.
1: <laughs> he's the one he had kind of a little bit of a scar, I think. And okay. Does he, he was,
0: have like a bigger arc toward the end?
1: Um, he was, he's the one that says, I think, you know, when they get into euphemisms and he's like, yes,
0: he's the hot one. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. So we've identified the non Colin Firth level hot one. Yes. Next is Ben Daniels, who is, is it Bueller? I think so. Secretary of State of German-Occupied Poland. Him I remember. He was on Law and Order UK. He was. Oh, boy. I got excited when I found that out. Yeah.
1: He was also in Rogue One, I assume, as some... Oh,
0: right. Some person that died.
1: Uh, okay. I mean, I just figured with his Aryan good looks, he was one of the oh, you that's know, also bad guys. He,
0: yeah, but a bunch of them died, too. Well, I mean, yeah. Everyone died. That's
1: right. Spoiler.
0: Next is Peter Sullivan, who plays Schoengarth ss general government
1: he is not from anything that get
0: out of here peter sullivan yeah Next is Owen Teal, who plays Freisler.
1: I bet all the other people made fun of him for not going to go on in the future to be see something that we were in.
0: <laughs> Listen, they, we, anyway. they couldn't have possibly <laughs> predicted that this movie was made specifically for 2017 Us. I'm <laughs> sure he would have tried harder if he'd known it would be featured on such an illustrious podcast as this one.
1: That's right. He would have made sure to go on to have a bit part in Mr. Selfridge.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> we all would have done that, Amy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeremy Pitt Piven's a douchebag. What a surprise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you read the interview with him?
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay, I should find it and post it on Facebook. Yeah. Because I'm doing that again. Yeah. He had some interview with some journalist, like, the day before someone was like, hey, Jeremy Piven sexually harassed me on multiple occasions. And he... Is just a raging douche lord. He is just like, and I don't even mean from like a, but he's just like, oh, you know, it's just such a lovely opportunity. And, you know, I'm about the work. And I'm like, you are not, you son of a bitch. What is the matter with you? Just talk like a normal person. Like, even Elizabeth Moss sounds normal in interviews, and she's a Scientologist. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Back to this list. Yes. Owen Teal, Freisler,
1: <laughs> Ministry of Justice and Stormtroopers. And uh, Alistair Thorne on Game of Thrones.
0: Indeed. Next up, Stanley Tucci, Eichmann, Colonel Eichmann, SS Gestapo and Office of Jewish Affairs, which seems like he should only have one of those jobs, but. Well,
1: uh, Yeah. They're hardly
0: in their startup phase anymore.
1: And you know him from being delightful in various movies.
0: Indeed. I had one question. Well, I'll ask you this. So finally. And finally. Kenneth Branagh, Heydrich, SS chief of Reich Security, main office, also a douche lord. Yeah. We have not got there yet. Right. So remind me, what is the difference between the stormtroopers and the SS?
1: Those are the same people.
0: Then why do they have different names? This is very perplexing. Uh,
1: Stormtroopers is just like a nickname for the SS, I think. That's my understanding.
0: And, you know, honestly, the more I learn about World War II history, the more I'm like, wow, George Lucas is a numbskull. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you know,
1: part of, too, what went on in Nazi Germany is that Hitler felt that he was more secure if he had a whole bunch of different competing you know, powers going on and they were all sort of never sure who was in and who was out. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Oh, you mean like the patriarchy? Well,
1: I mean, sort of like that, but it was just like, you know, it was... Like
0: an abusive parent?
1: Yeah, much like that. And it was perhaps made him more secure, but it also made them wildly inefficient all the time. And they spent a ton of, you know, there's, there's this image of like this ruthless German Nazi efficiency, but they, they were pretty bumbling well, throughout the war. to be
0: perfectly honest, this meeting didn't need to happen. Yeah. There's no reason that this meeting really needed to happen apart from Heydrich getting assurances that people wouldn't try to interfere with this plan. Mm-hmm. Which did you need to at this point? Well, like, but aren't I, people afraid enough that they're going to get killed?
1: But I, but I mean, I think that's the point is that, you know, for example, Klopfer feels like he is doesn't feel particularly intimidated because he feels like, well, I represent the Nazi party and the SS works for the Nazi party. But they don't exactly. So yeah. there's that's what it.
0: So we'll get into this more. Yeah. So Goring.
1: Yeah, I think it is.
0: I cannot. I also have Nazi name pronunciation blindness. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. So, you know, sorry, Germany. (laughs) My last name is Dutch. That's why I can say it out loud. (laughs) So Goring has charged Heydrich with, quote unquote, solving the Jewish problem on the entirety of the European continent. He basically says they are having a storage issue. Yes. Because they have rounded up all of the Jewish people and are storing them places, Mm -hmm. and they need that space for other Nazi stuff.
1: Right. And see, because their original plan was essentially the Mitt Romney plan of self-deportation. Yes. To just make their lives miserable and have them go somewhere. Then their plan was to conquer the Soviet Union and put them all in Siberia. But at this point, it became clear that that one going to happen.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. I see now why they talk about Moscow so much in this. Yeah,
1: there was even they briefly were playing around with an idea of t- sending them all to Madagascar. Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't know what jokes. Like, I did they make I, any uh, jokes <laughs> at all because I'm like, did they like to move it? Move it? <laughs> like I. Uh, yeah. So,
1: anyway. Yeah.
0: Point being. <laughs> Just in case you were feeling good about yourself, which I can't imagine you're watching this movie and feeling that way. Yeah. They also make a point that no other countries want to take the Jews. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't feel great about not being a Nazi basically anybody in the western world right like if you were like you know like a white country Mm -hmm. that was part of europe or north america Mm -hmm. or you know yeah, I guess, Australia, but, you know, they had their own problems. Sure. Mainly being really far away. Yeah. But... Uh,
1: yeah, know, no, yeah. And, and they, you know, specifically, you know, underline America included. In, yeah. You know, where the Jews are whispering in Roosevelt's ear, according to Kenneth Branagh. Uh,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, again, like, people in America were way anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. I know a family friend, or basically a family friend's dad fought in germany Mm -hmm. and he hated the jews before and he hated them potentially more afterward Mm. people are still grappling with this idea that jewish people are people Mm -hmm. and it is unspeakably awful
1: yeah well i mean that's what i that's what i remember from that in the garden of beasts thing was the ambassador going to hitler and being like listen we all agree the jews are a problem yes (laughs) you know
0: and i mean and this is Every, like, yes, that ambassador sucked, Mm -hmm. but that is, like, the, like, least level of his suckitude you know what i mean yeah like Mm -hmm. he he was like progressive on the jewish question Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. merely by virtue of being like well maybe we shouldn't kill them right like within the american embassy like we're not even talking in comparison to the nazis Mm -hmm. okay they're discussing the problem of evacuation versus emigration which is when they talk about other countries not wanting to take them right And then Kritzinger is very upset, and he keeps trying to interject. He's Mm -hmm. the one who was upset to begin with that this was under his department. right? And then Heydrich just keeps pressing on with statistics. Like, again, this meeting is so pointless, because no objection that anybody raises is really truly entertained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically Hydra just keeps saying, yeah, 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 we'll get to that. Yeah. No no no, we'll get to it. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. And then he does ask for feedback.
1: <laughs> yeah. When he lists the statistics of all the Jews in Europe Which not only includes in England, which they were clearly not going, they Mm -hmm. clearly had no chance at that point. It includes Ireland, it includes Spain, it includes Turkey. Like, they just included all these countries that were neutral and they had no intention of doing anything about.
0: If I have learned anything about, like, the business world, it's that... Just throwing numbers at people, even <laughs> if they're irrelevant, like, really pushes you toward your goals. Yeah. Like, they don't have to mean anything. Nobody's going to double-check them. Yeah. You're just like, here's what's going on. And people are like, oh, well, you said numbers. Great. Uh, d- what's what's IG Farben? Because they say they're going to take refreshment during the meeting, like right? IG Farben. And I looked it up, and I can't remember what it is.
1: Well, IG Farben Instagram is... Instagram Farben. Is, is, well, it's the company that... Um, like, semi-ran Auschwitz. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They still exist, I believe.
0: Great. Awesome. Yep. Just like all those other companies. <laughs> they're all kind of going, and they're, they're like, getting drinks and stuff. And Klopfer says, and I forget who he says this to. He says that he's heard Heydrich has a little Jew blood in him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whoever, he's like, oh, yeah, why don't you ask him? Yeah. And Klopfer's like, maybe I will. <laughs> he won't. And then Stanley Tucci has a story about taking language lessons from a rabbi, which ends horrible. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, because he works in the apartment of Jewish affairs. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I found this rabbi. And I was like, listen, I need to learn, you know, Yiddish and Hebrew and, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out what y'all are talking about. Uh And so he paid for lessons from this rabbi. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, but, you know, I should have just had him arrested and thrown in prison and then I could have had lessons for free.
1: Yeah. Because he
0: had to pay for it out of pocket because his boss wouldn't approve the expense. Right.
1: And so then the rabbi ends up getting taken by the police because he, like, ill advisedly left his home. And he's like, these people, they're so stupid. And that's just about how they find ways to blame the Jews for what they're doing to them.
0: This may be a good point to start talking about how uncomfortable this movie is. It's
1: extremely uncomfortable. It's
0: so. This is why yes. you tricked me.
1: Yeah, well. I mean,
0: granted, I guess if you tell somebody, hey, watch this extremely (laughs) uncomfortable film. Although, honestly, I'm one of the few people in the world that would be like, hell yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. This is all so civilized. Mm -hmm. And they're all saying the most horrible things you've ever heard Mm -hmm. because people don't talk this way in front of each other anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, except when they're out buying tiki torches and whatnot.
1: Right. Well, they don't talk that way, you know, in front of us anyway. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, you know. Yeah. I don't blame them because we would be upset. <laughs>
1: That's we, we would.
0: And so, yeah, it's two hours of people saying terrible things. Yeah. And, you know, you know the end. Yeah. Obviously. Right. I don't. I don't know that this movie needed to be made. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. like it's rare that I would like we've covered things that I'm like we shouldn't have made this mm-hmm. as a society. Yeah, but like that's been things like Titanic. The legend goes off, <laughs> like things right. that are like patently bad. Yeah, or, you know,
1: ill-made.
0: Most of Titanic BS. BS. Yeah, what was that thing? that we stopped watching? Oh,
1: yeah. Like, yeah, whatever was. that about a
0: city or something? (laughs) Strumpet City. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What are we, a bus? (laughs) Okay. This is clearly a very top-level production. Mm -hmm. It was a co-production between the BBC and HBO for Holocaust Remembrance Week. Mm -hmm. In Great Britain, specifically, they also did a production of The Diary of Anne Frank, Mm -hmm. like a new one, Mm -hmm. which I think we might have watched at some point. Oh, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there are stories about the Holocaust that could have been told that are not this story. Yeah. And I would have preferred to see that.
1: I'm not sure. I, like, here's the thing. I have a case for this that I'm not sure is valid or not, but it's basically... Are you a Nazi? No.
0: Okay, but, great.
1: Proceed. But I think... That what this movie does that, say, The Diary of Anne Frank doesn't is it, it makes the effort to implicate the viewer. And it makes the effort to, impl- like, especially somebody like us that watches these period pieces and watches these piece- period pieces that glorify people like the Granthams. Yeah. sort of, and, and just powerful people when powerful people are the ones that do all the evil in the world.
0: That's a good point. If you don't have power, you can't do evil. Yeah, not much. Yeah, you don't have a quorum.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That was sort of what I've... You know, I don't know what extent they were trying to do that or to what extent they were just like... I can't
0: see why else you would make this. Yeah, yeah. Because it's fucking awful. Mm -hmm. Like, it's well acted. Mm -hmm. I think the writing is shitty. Like, I don't like the writing and that's what it won for. It won all these... It won all these awards mm-hmm. for the writing. And it was this, like, super, like, veteran dude. Yeah. But it's like, dude, you just rewrote... Like, this is, like, 12 Angry Men fan fiction, mm-hmm. essentially.
1: Yeah. No, I think definitely performance is better than writing.
0: It's just this conversation. Yeah. And... <sighs> And I find it hard to watch because there's no sense of stakes for me. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I know what happened. Yeah. And like, none of these people exonerates himself. Mm -hmm. None of these people exonerates himself in the course of the movie. None of these people exonerates himself afterward. Even Kritzinger. Like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me.
1: Yeah. And I almost feel like we can just sort of like...
0: Yeah, I'm like, I don't really want to go through this blow by blow. Yeah. Honestly, because it's very unpleasant to sit with yeah so and
1: yeah so like and you
0: can't really make jokes about it
1: right so just like uh, so a few of the high points were you know there was a thing with longa where they're having this conversation about evacuation and he's like uh excuse me i think i evacuated thirty thousand people with a bullet in the head in latvia was was that what we're talking about here
0: and here i think i would say longa is like my you know he's like the number one yeah of like who's on balance, who's the least worst person? Right. He at least acknowledges what they're doing. He mm-hmm. calls them people. Yeah. Which almost none of them do. Yeah. He does not like these euphemisms. Mm-hmm. He wants to be very clear about what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas Heydrich is encouraging everybody to kind of do double talk and like... Right. And soften this. And again, well, and it feels it's, like it's, it's reiterated over and over and over again that this meeting is top secret. Nobody can know that this meeting took place... Although I don't know then what the purpose of the meeting is in history, right. if not to somehow implicate these, you could say 13 or 14 other people, mm-hmm, depending mm-hmm. on how loyal Heydrich feels toward Eichmann. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. But
0: it's like, isn't the point to somehow diffuse his responsibility for this? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't really broker any argument, mm-hmm. he doesn't seriously entertain anybody's concerns. Mm-hmm. All he does is flatter everybody into thinking that they've been heard, Mm -hmm. and then they just do the plan, and they all just got a buffet lunch, which, by the way, (laughs) replaces Heil Hitler as the drinking game, and they say buffet, which, is that how you say it in England? That's upsetting.
1: Yeah, stop it.
0: Yeah, quit saying (laughs) that. You can keep your aluminium trash (laughs) kit and all your other nonsense. Right buffet
1: (laughs) yeah that's the main thing with longa you know and he feels like he feels like kind of the lowest ranking person there or he i don't know he just feels no
0: he has he definitely because like there's a couple other of the ss guys who don't really say much yeah he's the only one who really says much and he does like he feels like the most lower class person yeah
1: Yeah. like
0: he did an alexander hamilton and he saw like the rise of the third reich and he was like oh okay i'll get in on this
1: but yeah, you know, and so because he, you know, he really, he really was just following orders mm-hmm. and he doesn't like seeing these people who are giving him the orders being disingenuous about what those orders are.
0: And I mean, that is essentially what Heydrich eventually says too long. Like he just tries to flatter him and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, politics, you know, I don't like it either. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm a soldier at right, heart. Right, right. And so, let's see. What else did I talk about? So, Colin Firth's position, Mm -hmm. I don't think I refer to him by his character's name.
1: Well, how could you?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so, he is the person who drafted all of the laws Mm -hmm. for taking care of the Jewish problem, essentially. So, outlawing their ownership of business, basically. Well, they haven't yet. Okay, so... And it's so funny. I'm like, you rewrote... And somebody brings this up. Yeah. He's like, you can't rewrite the laws. And they're like, dude, you seriously just did that. Yeah. Like, we didn't have these laws before. Mm -hmm. So he is positioned initially where you, the viewer, are like, oh, okay, maybe this is a good person. Yeah. Nope. Possibly, arguably, the worst one.
1: Right. Because, so basically, you know, unlikable Klopfer is like, oh, fuck your laws. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, And he gets into this really impassioned thing about it's, you know... There has to be like, you know, it'll be chaos. And there's all these problems you're not thinking about. And this is going to happen. This is going to happen. You know, and they're like, do you even hate the Jews? And he's like, you're goddamn right. I hate the Jews.
0: Oh, my God. Like he's because he says. And I thought this was interesting in the light of like Trump's America. mm -hmm. Like his point is. People like Klopfer are like, oh, you know, Jewish people are, you know, they're pigs and they're Uh idiots and, you know, they're they're subhuman. And he's Mm. like, no, like they're smarter and they're better than us. That's why we have to get rid of them. Yeah. And I'm like, you're really generalizing here. It's just like two sides of the same shitty coin, Mm -hmm. you know, but I can just totally see that's the logic that gets people to join the clan and mm-hmm. the fucking proud boys and well, all of these hate groups is it, it, people being like no, no no i'm appealing to your intellectualism mm-hmm. this is darwinism this is like survival of the fittest mm-hmm. and they're better than us and i'm like well that makes no sense either
1: yeah and he also in his passionate rant about how much he hates them says that they deny the christ and he's the only person in this whole thing that that seems to be a motivating factor yeah. for him.
0: It's weird that he says that because he mm. also, in pointing out the difficulty and trying to figure out who's Jewish and who's not, because I spend a reasonable portion of this movie mm-hmm. talking about intermarriage, who qualifies as German, who does not qualify as German. And he is the only one who suggests that Jewishness is a matter of behavior, and not a matter of genetics, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, wait, then it does make sense. Because then I guess if you're qualifying that with like the practice of a religion as a behavior right. and not like an inherited trait. Okay. Yeah. I retract my earlier <laughs> semantic criticism. Yeah. But. Also, fuck this guy.
1: Yeah. The four-year plan guy, actually, he just, he tries several times to point out that they really need the workers. Yeah. This is another thing that was a complete contradiction in their plan because they had this plan, and not just with the Jews, but with a lot of the people in, like, a lot of the Ukrainians, um, places like that, where they were just like... Okay, we'll starve them all out and then move Germans there and it'll Mm -hmm. be great. But it's like they always wanted to work their prisoners to death. Mm -hmm. But if you're working them to death, you're not going to get good work out of them. And they never dealt with that (sighs) contradiction.
0: Well, and okay, so I'll say this much in terms of this getting made. Whenever, you know, something this terrible on this scale happens, people's reaction is like, how could this happen? Mm -hmm. I think the point of this is to say... Here is how it happens. It happens the same way when the senior level person calls a staff meeting. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes in. It's very clear that he will not be deterred Mm -hmm. by extremely logical criticisms Mm -hmm. of his plan. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you all just go along with it because he's got a higher pay grade than you. It's literally what happened to you at work today. That's how it happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because... You thought it was not worth the trouble of objecting. hmm Yep. One would hope at work you were not discussing matters <laughs> of grave import like this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think it all bears thinking about, like, what mm-hmm. industry are you in? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: What was it that I was reading or seeing where they were saying you have to uh – uh Oh, it was a Kurt Vonnegut uh, graduation speech at MIT. He's talked about how his brother graduated from there in 1938. And he said if he had graduated from a university in Germany or in Russia, then he would have gone on to work for, you know, those governments there. And he said, you have to, it's very important to choose who you work for. Yeah. That's an important moral choice. It
0: is an important moral choice. I think it is incredibly important. Yeah. And it's terrible because the vast majority of who you have the option to work for, they're profiting off of all of the systems of inequality right. we all throw our hands up about mm-hmm. and say, oh, we can't possibly solve this. Mm-hmm. And yet we are all forced to go in every day and make it happen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> This is depressing. I need to go reread that Eugene Debs biography.
1: Yeah. So other things. Christinger says that the Fuhrer had personally denied that they would be, you know, doing something like this. At this this
0: point, shouldn't you know that that dude is unreliable?
1: Right. And that's, you know, Kenneth Branagh looks at him and says, and he will continue to do so. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah. Dude, there was no guest book. (laughs) Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. They do have some discussion about my one Jewish friend. Uh basically yeah hydric doesn't care about that Mm -hmm. they then get into sterilization which is a real fun romp
1: yeah sure
0: and they talk about how they have been sterilizing the disabled since like 1938 yeah it's working great Mm -hmm. oh fuck i believe hydric is the one who says death is the most reliable form of sterilization yes and yep uh he's not wrong yeah He's not wrong, but that's a fucked up thing to say in a business meeting. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, and that's that's the other thing, you know, the thought I had about it is just the structure of this... Makes Colin Firth's rant feel very like if you didn't know any of the words, it really feels like, oh, he really won that round. Like, and what is the other, like, the Klopfer says something to him, it's like, oh, you know, I'll remember that or something. And Colin Firth says, you should. I'm very well known. Oh, well, and
0: because when he was introduced, you know, uh, his reputation had preceded him Mm -hmm. and he kept trying to be like humble. But then, like, he says several things that belie that. Yes. Because he's like, oh, no, no, no. I was part of a team. And then he's like my laws, and he's like, I mean, uh, I mean uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. From you, okay? I learned it from watching you. <laughs> uh, also notable: almost everyone there is a lawyer. Yep. So, mm-hmm. why again did they have this meeting?
1: Well, including Longa, because that's when mm-hmm. they have that conversation, and Christinger asks him what he learned, what he got out of his legal education, and he says that it made him distrustful of language. A gun means what it says.
0: Yes, I think that's what really. Made me be like, oh, you're at the top of my worst people at this meeting. (laughs) Yep. mm -hmm. Well, anyway, look, I'm not going to get into all the double negatives. Right. Heydrich neutralizes Stuckart by saying, you know, the SS really, uh, they're on the way up, so maybe don't piss them off. Yeah. And Stuckart, as most lettered men are, is a wuss. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, good point. I would (laughs) like to not die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they get to the point of talking about getting into the details. And finally, Eichmann reveals their plans for gas chambers.
0: And this is like, it's let slip as if it's an accident, but mm-hmm. it, I'm like, this is clearly planned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that this entire thing Eichmann and Heydrich sat down. Mm-hmm. They were like, here's how we want this to go. You got
1: to have a pre meeting, Sansa Stark. Anyway. <laughs> <Get>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sweet burn.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Because they start out with evacuation, and then they slowly everybody realizes that they mean killing everybody. And then they're like, boy, it sure seems like that's going to be really tough and inefficient, and it seems to lower our soldiers' morale when we have them massacre innocent children. Boy, that's a problem. And this le- it just leads them mm-hmm. all the way up to the uh, final solution.
0: Yeah. Hoffman, who is Pasca. Yes. He is... So ups- apparent of- I didn't think this quite worked. Yeah, because I think that the implication is supposed to be that he's so horrified mm-hmm. by because, what well, they're saying. It's that right he- after
1: Eichmann describes the their attempts with carbon monoxide poisoning, which turn the turns the bodies pink, and then that's when he gets up and is like, "Oh, I don't feel well."
0: Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I mix." wine and whiskey, or Mm -hmm. I had a cigar or something. Yeah, It's weird, and it doesn't really work for me. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, I mean, not that I think that that couldn't have been a reaction. I just didn't think that it worked the way that they played it. Yeah, I agree. According to Eichmann, they will force the Jews to build their own gas chambers and kill 2,500 people an hour, Yeah, which is not... Like, I didn't realize that, Mm -hmm. and I don't know enough about the concentration camps to know if they hit that number. Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like that was very affecting and upsetting.
1: I feel like maybe not so much as Auschwitz, but, um, which I think was Treblinka in Poland that they really did hit numbers like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway, so basically they get through this and, Everybody pledges their support. Heydrich has neutralized everyone. Mueller has like done nothing this whole meeting, by the way. Mr. Bates just like sits there.
1: Yeah. The, the only note I had about him is that Brendan Coyle, much better cast as a Nazi than as a romantic lead.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> like <yes>. Undeniably so. <laughs> After the meeting disperses, everybody wants to try to talk to Heydrich and he's mm-hmm. like, nah, I got what I want. Like, I don't need to talk to you. Yeah. He's instructed them to memorize their notes and then they'll be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then all the drivers are outside having a snowball fight until Eichmann comes out and he slaps the hell out of Heidrich's <laughs> driver. Yeah.
1: Which is a weird scene. I felt like it worked, but I don't know what I it I also accomplished. felt like... Well, like, I think it was-, it was
0: like this reminder of the actual physical brutality that these people were capable of. you know what yeah I mean? it's like yeah. it's been so academic the whole time right right We haven't seen them inflict anything upon anybody mm-hmm. although somebody talks about how pretty the maid is the they talk about the maid a lot and like yeah. the last shot of the movie is like her and her boyfriend leaving and i'm like i don't understand this yeah this one a peabody yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i mean because clopper was just being a disgusting fat horn dog but it, yeah, it yeah, but came it's up like, a why, yeah. why
0: would you put it in here? Yeah. There was a point at which Kritzinger just walked out mm-hmm. and he was very upset. You know, he was the most anti killing Jewish people. Right. I would say. Yeah, he was. I don't know if that means that he likes them at all. Anyway, he was the closest to the only.
1: the only grounds on which he objects are grounds of jurisdiction, and that it should be his department. Yeah. So
0: I think you're supposed to think that there's something deeper there. I you don't agree. know that I believe that.
1: Right. Right.
0: They certainly want you to think that. Again, this is this whole movie is speculation. Yeah. I doubt
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that
0: and, that he cared that much. But mm-hmm. Bueller tries to advocate for evacuating Poland first. He's been trying to advocate so. So he's got all these problems in Poland. Right. And Heidrich is like, nobody cares about Poland, bro. And yeah. he's like, I care. And he's like, literally only you care. <laughs> yeah. So, but he placates him by saying, no, no, no we'll do Germany first and then you. Then y- you. Totally. Yeah. And then they leave. And then Heidrich, like, waxes philosophical about music, which I can't remember... Was it we, Brahms? It was... Well, it was
1: Sh- Schubert. Schubert, yeah. Yeah, because
0: he's Austrian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he says it'll rip your heart out because it's so beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He goes into this study with Eichmann and Mueller to drink. I guess they're buds.
1: Apparently, yeah.
0: Like, Mueller has literally well, done nothing. Yeah,
1: but he was... They were the two sitting on either side of yeah. him. The, so, sure. So
0: they go in, and Kritzinger had told him a story, and he mentioned, like, when they came in from outside. So he mm-hmm. had a friend... Who, this is so monolog Yeah. Kritzinger had a friend who loved his mother and had an abusive father. When his Mm -hmm. mother died, he couldn't cry. But then when his father died, he just wept bitterly. Mm -hmm. And so the point that Kritzinger is trying to make is if we eliminate the Jews, all of this hatred that we've used to unify the country will have no object Mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll have to deal with... I guess, essentially, reality. I mean, you know, these labor shortages and all of these other problems Mm -hmm. that are legitimate problems of governance, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether they follow through on this plan or not. Mm -hmm. But they're giving everybody this false target.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I felt like, I felt like uh, Heydrich got, like, some incorrect like he was like oh i know what it means and he had some his theory was seemed wrong to me i don't know but i think the other thing i also thought about it was like is this him like s- just being real subtly hinting like hey i heard your dad's jewish because that that is the rumor about Heydrich is that mm-hmm. is you know but anyway i don't know it was mainly just a.
0: I don't think so because i I mean, Kritzinger was not the person that we heard referring to this. Right. It was only Klopfer, and then Mueller was kind of egging him on. Yeah, yeah.
1: It. I mean, I also think it was just a fucking monologue-y yeah. monologue.
0: So then we just pretty much get Heydrich heading out, and Mueller heading out, and Stanley Tucci looking tired. Mm-hmm. And he puts on the Schubert record. The butler loves it, and Eichmann doesn't like Schubert.
1: The sentimental Austri- Austrian crap.
0: He cleans up all the notes and leaves, and then we get the voiceover coming back telling us what happened to everybody. Mm-hmm. Basically, no one, with the exception of Kritzinger, expressed remorse that we're aware of. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what happened to everybody, but Heydrich, there was an assassination attempt. He was wounded, and then his wound got infected and he slipped into a coma, mm-hmm. which then pushed Eichmann into this like frenzy, implementing and executing the final solution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it was Eichmann who wasn't found until the 60s. Yeah,
1: it was. The Israeli government tracked him down.
0: I was appalled. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, it's like that Butcher of Leon movie that we saw. Yeah. mm -hmm. It was, what was it called? The Enemy of My Enemy? Or
1: something like that? Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it's just like these men were able to hide out places Mm -hmm. for such a long time and evade responsibility. Mm -hmm. And it just makes my stomach sick. Yeah. Basically, a bunch of them and really like a lot of the people who clearly like didn't have the most power were the ones who were punished the most quickly. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that they knew that most of those men were at Von C, mm-hmm. they found was it Mueller's notes somebody kept notes in their office and they were discovered in 1948 i
1: forget which one i did i well (laughs) it
0: wouldn't be an episode of up yours downstairs (laughs) if there was some research that we failed to complete and i guess okay so here's what i'll say the value of this movie is Mm -hmm. is that i'm still capable of feeling this level of revulsion Mm -hmm. about this which is good i think it means i'm not a sociopath. But it's just, I mean, it's so, it's that it's incomprehensible and yet perfectly comprehensible. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of human history has been one group trying to wipe out another group. Mm -hmm. And if the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, maybe we should change up the playbook. Yeah. (laughs) idiots.
1: Yeah. So uh, this podcast, anti-genocide.
0: Yeah, we're very anti-genocide. Yeah. And Yeah. I don't even want to do a regular sign out, like it's just too upbeat. Well all right like I just I feel bad now, yeah well, uh, do something uplifting uh, Donate to the Shoah Foundation Mm-hmm.
1: up yours, Nazis
0: yeah, but i'm just gonna I'm just going push stop. All right, anyway, uh bye.
1: next one won't be about
0: the Holocaust. You tricked me. <laughs>